Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com. Man, it is good to be in God's house. Love that we have extended family. If uh, you look around, you're not alone. We got the Lord. We got each other. When you come in here, always be intentional. Introduce yourself to new people. Find, find new relationships. That's how the kingdom is advanced. When we realize not only is God fighting for us, we get to do this for each other. Well, welcome today. We are finishing out our family series, Sound the Trumpet, Call 911. It's based out of the book of Nehemiah. It's really simply this. His design is that he made us, positioned us by families, watch this, so we would fight for each other, not against each other, as he fights for us. Come on, somebody, isn't that a good plan? That's a good plan, that's God's plan. He has the best plans. And so I I wanna thank our pastor, uh, Pastor Jeff and Melissa, for this opportunity over these five weeks to get to share this with you, with the others who have through testimony. But thank you guys for modeling this for us. Can we honor our pastors and just uh, look forward to what God's putting in your heart as he'll be before us next Sunday. But I wanna just remind you, just as we close out today, today, um, I've just entitled this last message, The Celebration of Covenant. The celebration of the covenant that God established with us. And really, it's just this simple, God chose you. Like, can you bless the person next to you and just say this to them? He chose you. So watch this. He's not giving up on you, all right? He's not disappointed in you. He's not, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And you just need to know that his covenant is sealed by the blood of Jesus in the Holy Spirit and he's not changing his mind. Somebody needs to be reminded this morning, God will not change his mind how he sees you, how he loves you, how he values you. Isn't it interesting? We can believe that for someone else but we have a hard time believing in that for ourselves. Can I just say this morning, will you believe that God chose you? How many of you have been to a wedding before? Come on, somebody. You know they get to that point where you get to say, I do, or you watch them. Jesus, with the words from the cross, said, it is finished. You know what he's saying? He says, I do. You are worth it. And he's continuing to fight for you. He ain't going to plan B. He's sticking with plan A. He chooses you. He chooses you and your family, and that's good news for all of us. So there's a reason why we can celebrate God's covenant, amen? And if I just gotta remind you, Romans tells us what the kingdom of heaven is, what this covenant looks like. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. So it's no wonder the enemy's coming after your marriage. It's no wonder the enemy's coming after your family because the last thing he wants is for us to walk in the fullness of the promise, which is I'm righteous because of the blood of Jesus. I get to walk in peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and we can experience joy even in the midst of hard days. Come on, amen? The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. That's what he said I do to, and I'm just wondering this morning, will you say I do to? 
So we're gonna celebrate God's covenant. Four things we've been praying for through this series, I wanna just remind you, is the first thing was that we would realize God has always been about restoring the covenant. In Nehemiah, as you read this, the people went without the word of God, without the presence of God, without the praise of God for 70 years because of their disobedience. Is anybody thankful that we're in the new covenant? Because <laughs> that will never happen again. Come on, that's good news, all right? But there was a time here where he pursued the people because how many of you know God loves to fulfill his words? How many of you know that he loves to fulfill his promise? And so what we wanted to just highlight before us is, listen, let your yes match the mess of the, the yes of Jesus and let that covenant be restored. Here's what happens is we give up and we get frustrated and discouraged because we put our hope in the wrong thing. You need to answer this question out loud this morning. What's my hope in? I want to help you. Let it be Jesus and only Jesus. Because if your hope is in someone else's yes, then you're gonna get disappointed and discouraged because they might not be at a place where they can say yes yet. But here's the covenant restored, watch. Will you be the one in your family who continues to magnify? Jesus says you're righteous. He says you're his. He says that he is your peace. He says that there is still strength and joy. He says that he will deliver you. He will not give up on you. So here's what I wanna remind you of. Let your covenant of yes be to Jesus because his has always been to yours. And if you're the only one in your family this morning who is walking, being able to celebrate that covenant, then I got good news. The light is being shined in your your home. Don't give up hope. Don't get discouraged. Look around. We'll go with you. Amen. As God fights for us. So my yes is not dependent upon my spouse's yes or my kids' yes or my parents' yes. It's upon the yes of Jesus. That's the covenant. And as I get reconciled with him, I'm going to believe for the miracle we just sang for that he's going to reconcile me in my home with my family. And I'm going to believe for them till they can believe for themselves. That's God's design for your family. So keep placing your faith and hope. I, Timothy, Paul told Timothy, I know whom I have believed in and I know my God is more than able to guard anything I trust him with. Keep trusting him with your family then because God is faithful. The second thing we, we highlighted that we were agreeing for is just this, how God positioned us by families as they rebuilt this wall and and so if the enemy were to overcome you, he said, you sound the trumpet. And watch, as you sound that trumpet, as the enemy's trying to come against you, we're gonna come running and we're gonna fight for you as God fights for us and the enemy's gonna be the one who has to resist and go. We've had almost 20 families sound the trumpet and I'm so thankful. Can we celebrate that there are those who are saying, help me, come on. And just because this series is ending, the sound the trumpet is gonna last until Jesus comes. Because how many you know one day Jesus is gonna hear that final trumpet blast and he's gonna hear his father say, son, it's time to go get your bride. It's time to go get your kids. So until that final trumpet sounds, you keep sounding the trumpet and I can commit to you as staff and leadership, we're gonna come alongside you and believe for everything Jesus said yes to. The third thing we prayed for was just that life groups. We've had many that have already been established, but man, is can we just celebrate all the new families that God is bringing to this house? Come on, welcome. There's so many coming into our community. And so we wanted to birth some new life groups. You can still sign up for those today. 
There's been 30 plus families sign up for new life groups. My wife and I are gonna begin those groups, most of them in the Pilbarn, starting September 15th. I'll continue to text you the details of that, but we're gonna see God birth new life groups in addition to the ones we already had because how many know life is better together? And it's not just you getting to come receive, it's what you get to come to give because every one of you have been given gifts of God for the purpose to glorify him and help build up the body. And then fourthly was this, just our Nehemiah wall, just that image. If you haven't put your family stone up there, there's time to still do that today. Your name, the word God's speaking over your home, some of his testimonies of faithfulness, knowing that as we see our names up there, it's that Peter image. We are the living stones that are advancing his kingdom wherever we go. The darkness is ceasing to exist because the light is shining. From the ruins and the rubbles, we're gonna stand up on that wall and we're gonna praise his holy name as a family, amen? And so that's what we have been putting before us. And so today, I want us to celebrate this covenant that God has established from the beginning that Jesus was willing to give his life for, saying, I choose you. And so turn to Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 9 through 15. If you have your Bible, if not, I think we'll have those on the screen. But this is something that's interesting, and Melissa can tell you, Ponder can tell you, I gave her the titles of these messages where I felt like God was leading us over a month ago. And I knew that on this day that there would be many who had experienced over these last four weeks some breakthroughs, some healing, some reconciliation. But how many know that it's ongoing and there's not an expiration date on God's word? And so we can always celebrate God's covenant because it's being fulfilled every moment of every day. And so I wanted us to go out today. We're gonna have a little pepper rally in here at the end of the service. You're gonna get to be a part of that. All right, so kids, get ready. Y'all are gonna have to help us, help us some of the older ones. You're not gonna have to do any stretches or anything like that. We're gonna just reenact something they did in Nehemiah as watch. They went from disgrace, the ruins and the rubble, because of the covenant that Nehemiah prayed for, humbled himself, said, God, remember your covenant, and he does, and then it's gonna end where the, on top of the wall, they're praising God, and they're declaring some things. But a week and a half ago, my wife can tell you that I felt like I was supposed to look up what the Jewish people would be reading from on this Sunday. If you don't know this, that every Jewish um, synagogue, whether they're believers or Messianic, all of them are reading from the same passage, the same text all over the world. They have these passages that are chosen from the beginning. Well, it's not just by coincidence that on this day where we're celebrating God's design for family through celebrating his covenant, look at Deuteronomy 29, verse nine, and as we read this here, know that these words are being read all over the world today. Carefully follow the terms of this covenant so that you may prosper in everything that you do. All of you are standing today in the presence of the Lord your God, your leaders and your chief men, your elders and officials, and all the other men of Israel, together with your children and your wives, there's that design for family, and the aliens living in your camps who chop your wood and carry your water. You are standing here, verse 12, in order to enter into a covenant with the Lord your God, a covenant the Lord is making with you this day and sealing with an oath to confirm you this day as his people that he may be your God as he promised you and as he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look at verse 14. I am making this covenant with its oaths, not only 
with you who are standing here with us today in the presence of the Lord our God, but also with all those who are not here today. Look at the person next to you and say, this covenant's for you too. All right, do you get this? We are a part of this covenant. He is, he is sharing it with the people in Deuteronomy, and if you will just choose to let your yes align with the truths and promises of God over your current situations and circumstances, it's only in God's heart to bless us. It doesn't mean it's always gonna be easy. There are gonna be some hard days, but watch. The covenant is intact. Let me tell you what it looks like. Right now in Afghanistan, we see just the images playing out, but what you're not seeing and what you're not hearing is the believers. Listen to what we just got this report, Lana did, from some of the people that were getting information so we can continue. Did you know your prayer matters? Some of you feel like there's nothing, nothing I can do with this situation. No, we can agree with God's heart for the people of Afghan today. Here's the report coming out. There's a church that before this started happening had 320 members over the last two weeks. In our mind, you would think it would diminish because of what's going on. It has grown to 2,500 people because, why? Yeah, we could celebrate that and many of them confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Why? Because the covenant of Jesus is intact. Can I remind you at the outpouring of Pentecost, all right, in the book of Acts, it said that the that it was being, or the lost was being added day by day, those who were being saved. I'm gonna get that out there, all right? All right, just like he's doing today. The New Testament church was facing what? Persecution, just like they are today. And watch what the kingdom of heaven does under the covenant, under the blood, in the power of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom only advances in the midst of persecution. Why? Because our God is good and faithful. See, we have a skewed view of eternity. Listen to me, I get it. There are some horrific things that are happening right now, but if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, let me tell you what this covenant does for you. Your life doesn't end, it just continues in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. See, we hear these terms a lot right now, last days, end times. I've said this from here before, but we've gotta get the right view of that too. Listen, it's not the end of our days. It's not the last of our days. This is the end of Satan's days and the last of his times. It just is. And so, read your Bible. This shouldn't catch any of us off guard. Before the coming of Jesus, what is going on is happening in our days. And I'm not standing up here telling you I know the day or the hour where he's coming. Here's what I'm standing up here telling you. I'm gonna let the covenant that Jesus started with me continue to be fulfilled in me and through me so somebody else will be ready on that day. Because when Jesus puts his feet here on earth, listen, if you don't know the Lord, your eternity is over with him, all right? Because the Bible also teaches of a place called hell. And if I need to remind you, the Bible and the gospel says this, hell wasn't even created for man and woman. It was created for Satan and his demons. So the grace and mercy of God, the covenant that we're gonna celebrate today, all right, gives us, listen, sosas, salvation, healing, deliverance, that my covenant, watch this, I get to be reconciled with him, 2 Corinthians chapter five, so I can be reconciled with you. Your oneness with God, watch, the covenant fulfilled that we celebrate will lead you to be one in your marriages, in your homes, and if you're not there yet, I got good news for you, God's still fighting for you. 
and Jesus is still coming for his bride. We started this in Amos. I want you to turn over there, Amos 9:11, our 9:11 verse. Thought that was kind of unique, our 911 series. Here it is. It's a prophecy over what happened in Nehemiah, but what is still being fulfilled today. Amos 9, verse 11 says, In that day I'll restore David's fallen tent. I'll repair its broken places. I'll restore its ruins. And I'll build it as it used to be. Nehemiah, they saw the fulfillment of that in 52 days. God's design for families, by families, as he fought for us. In verse 12, we didn't read this at the beginning, but look, here's why. So that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations that what? Bear my name. The covenant of God is I belong to Jesus. If you wanna know what I do, here's what it is. I'm a son of God who gets to tell others about my dad. I get to bear his name, declares the Lord, who will do these things. Things. His righteousness, his peace, and his joy goes forth. Can I just tell you something? This covenant is not just for you, but it's for generations that come after us. And what you're willing to fight for with God today will impact your kids and their kids. That's how good this covenant is. It's worth fighting for. So check this out. These walls that they built in Nehemiah's day, these gates that they built in Nehemiah's day, do you know who they welcomed in? Do you know who got to walk through those doors? A man named Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The very walls that they built, all right, that these this disgrace would be lifted up to praise that what? The King of glory would come in. His name is Jesus. What they were faithful to do in the covenant there ushered in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that he got to within those city walls and outside those city walls. Let me tell you, this covenant is for real and I'm willing to lay my life down for it. It will impact the generations. There's so much there we could unpack about the gates and the walls and how he positioned them by families and all those things. Just get in your Bible and read it and be encouraged. I wanna show you how this ends. Nehemiah chapter nine. Go there, Nehemiah chapter nine. So we're gonna see um, as, as they've rebuilt the wall, the word's been rediscovered. We talked about that. It leads them to repent. It leads them to confess. It leads them to praise. It leads them to reconciliation with each other, but ultimately it leads them to confess. We want to be faithful to our side of the covenant. Is anybody ready to be faithful to your side of the covenant in your family? Come on, can I see some hands? Can I see some hands? Can we let our yes finally match our words and our actions, amen, and let it start in how we talk and interact with each other? And so Nehemiah chapter nine, verse eight, he says this, um, you found his heart, talking about Abraham, Nehemiah's reminding God, you found Abraham's heart faithful to you, and you made a covenant, there's our word, with him, to give to his descendants the land of Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, those people, <laughs> and you kept your promise. Watch this, because you're righteous. Is anybody thankful that God fulfills his promises? If he said it, then let's believe it, because he'll do it. And here's what I love about covenant. He wants to do it in you and through you, so someone else will be encouraged to say yes to this morning, we had one of our students come down with his mom, and guess what? He gave his heart to Jesus right here in this place because that's covenant. That's generation. That's, that's the ultimate yes that we have to first start with. 
and let that reproduce itself. God, if it's about your righteousness, then yes. If it's about your peace, then yes. If it's about your joy, then yes. If it's about your glory, then what? Yes. You're my example, and I wanna follow in those footsteps. Look at Nehemiah 9, 17. So they ended up in this disgrace, in these ruins and rubbles because of their disobedience. So look at verse 17. They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and in their rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to their slavery. So in the midst of all this, look at the love of God, the covenant of God. But God, you are forgiving you are gracious, you are compassionate, you're slow to anger, you're abounding in love. Therefore, you did not desert them. Do you know why we get to celebrate covenant today? Because he's still loving, he's still forgiving, he's still compassionate, he's still gracious, and that's a word for you. And that's a word for you and your family. So until the healing and breakthrough comes, we can still celebrate this covenant that God is fulfilling 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Is anybody thankful for the blood of Jesus that gives you access to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Did you know that you get to enter into his presence and you get to hear the words of your father that just says, I choose you, son. I choose you, daughter. His arm is not too short to save. Let him pick you back up and remind you who he is so you know who you are. That's what, it, that's what Nehemiah's confessing. God, thank you that you've been faithful even when we weren't. God, thank you that you still speak blessing when I didn't. But God, I'm gonna let you heal my heart so I can be a part of your healing in someone else's life too. That's why the enemy don't want you to get this. But I'm gonna tell you, as for me and my house, our pastor's gonna be teaching on this in the future. As for me and my house, come on, somebody. We're gonna serve the Lord. We're gonna bless the Lord, amen? I said, I said this in the first service. We got a lot of new people here, and some of you might be going, why is it called the church at Bushland? And so, it's, yeah, I see some people looking at each other, all right? Listen, they took the design of the New Testament churches, the church at Ephesus, the church at Thessalonica, the church at Philippi. And so in these days ahead in our community, how many of you know God's gonna keep bringing people to our church? You just tell them, here's why it's called the church at Bushland, because we believe the same Holy Spirit that worked in the New Testament church is still working in our church, and we wanna see the darkness go and the light come and the reconciliation happen within our families because that's God's design, amen? So that's why there's not a denomination attached to that because it's about his kingdom. It's not about an agenda of man. It's about a covenant with a God who said I do. And I'm saying I do too. How about you? And so look at their I do. It's in Nehemiah 10. Nehemiah 10. So here's their I do. After they say several things here about what they're gonna commit to. Verse 39. The people of Israel, including the Levites, are to bring their contributions of grain, new wine and oil to the storeroom where the articles for the sanctuary are kept and where ministering priests, the gatekeepers, the singers stay. So they're just finalizing this covenant, this agreement. Here's my yes, but look how they put an exclamation point in it. And we will not neglect the house of our God. Can I tell you right now is the time for the bride of Christ, the church, to arise. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. We are not to put the light underneath anything. We're to let that thing shine bright, and here's how we're gonna do it. We will not neglect the house of our God. 
And this is a part of it, coming to church to bless his name together corporately. But let me tell you how you don't neglect the house of God because John chapter 14, verse 23 says, the house is this. It's where the Father, Son, and Spirit make their home in your heart. So every morning, wake up and say these words. God, whatever is in your heart, I'm making room because I want it to be in mine. So if it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then come on because I want more of that because my family deserves to be blessed that way out of what you're putting there. I want to ask you a question. Does your family look like the kingdom of heaven? And if not, don't let that be something that discourages you, let that be an invitation to let you guys draw closer together and begin just to ask God, how can our family look more like the kingdom of heaven? How can it look more like love? How can it look more like joy? How can it look more like peace? Come on, come on. We don't have to make it up. It's already in the word of God. It says, keep in step with the spirit. Start with those nine things. And the kingdom of heaven will be advanced through you and your family. Why? Because that's what the covenant was made to do. My yes, partnered with his yes, will lead someone else to say yes to. So they won't miss out when Jesus comes back and every knee bow and every tongue confess, Jesus, you are the Lord. Amen? And that's why Nehemiah is a beautiful blueprint of God's design for family. I want to say this to you, and then we're going to have a video testimony. The enemy is more afraid of you than you are of him. Do you know why I know that? Because he's going to continue to attack because he knows what's in you to advance God's kingdom. So I'm not going to fear the enemy. I'm going to fear God who's already overcome the enemy and God's going to get glory for it. And we're going to do that in our house. So what does this covenant look like? I asked Justin, he, he, I, he's one of my best friends, and he videoed this testimony for us of just what this looks like in our everyday life. Because life's not always easy, but God's always there and he's always faithful. You watch this and we'll come back and we'll close out with our little pep rally, all right? Good morning, church. Uh, just want to uh, take a minute here. Let me first apologize for having to do this from the video setting because I really want to do this from the live setting just to see your faces as God works on you and reveals uh, what it is that he has to reveal to you today. Uh, I'm going to share an experience with you uh, that happened to Justin Schultz over the last uh, six weeks. Uh, but I don't want this to be about me. I want it to be about you. And I want it to be uh, what God intends for you to hear. So let me tell you what uh, has happened to me um, over the last six weeks. I've had some health issues, uh, some big scares, uh, some things that I never thought I would face. Uh, but all the way through this process, God has given me a peace that um, everything's gonna be just fine. And, and I get to share that with you this morning uh, so that you can then in turn impact someone else's life, maybe yours first, and then go and do as God instructs, instructs you to do, uh, to be obedient, because we've heard many, many times, and I'm living proof of it, behind obedience is a blessing. 
And that's what this is really about, is the uh, obedience behind what God calls you to do. Um, four weeks ago, I started having back trouble, uh, severe back pain, and uh, was visiting a chiropractor, which then escalated into seeing a pain management doctor and uh, had prescribed medications. Uh, was doing well, was on the road to recovery, had some MRIs, had some CT scans, the x-rays, the whole works, you know, the, the workup and, and all of the big questions of what is this and how does it impact us and could it be, might it be um, something tragic. And of course that was looming in the air. We lost sleep over it, but in the, at the same time had a peace that, that God could take care of whatever it was. Um, and uh, it finally escalated on uh, July the 27th. Uh, I believe that was a Friday. I may have the date wrong there, but it was a Friday. I was walking down the hallway and my back just exploded. Uh, went to my knees uh, in excruciating pain. I had never experienced this before in my life. Um, really a sad moment. Because <laughs> <clears throat> that's not me. Uh, not me at all. Uh, called my wife. Uh, Shan was there. Uh, my surrounding uh, staff members helped me get uh, get to my vehicle, drove home. I was going to take a day off from work and recover, so I thought. Uh, when I got home, the pain got worse. It became unmanageable. A uh, neighbor ran to my rescue. <clears throat> Sorry. They put me in the truck uh, and drove as fast as they could to the ER. Uh, where I was received with uh, a lot of fast-moving people um, and finally got the pain to a place where I could at least breathe. And through this process, God was working on me in a way that I've never experienced before. <clears throat> through this process, he revealed to me that I had some unforgiveness in my life. Uh, didn't know it. I thought I was a good guy, thought I was living a life called by God, thought that uh, I was blessed and knew that I was. I mean, my family uh, is, is healthy, we're well, we're prosperous, we are involved in the church. We do all those things that uh, good families do, but uh, God took me to my knees and uh, gave me this pain to reveal to me that I had some unforgiveness for a very special person in my life. And that happens to be my mom. <laughs> yeah, these aren't tears of sadness, but tears of joy. And when God reveals something to you, he expects you to act on it. And that's what I did as I was obedient. Uh, after we left the ER, I had a long visit with him through Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Monday morning, I made a phone call to my mom and, and forgave her. Since that time, <laughs> I've experienced a God that I didn't know was real. I see things differently. I have an unsurpassing joy. I have friends tell me that I'm different, and I am. I'm a changed man. Uh, not that I, I knew that I needed to be changed. I thought everything was good, but uh, he revealed this to me in a way that I had to take action. I uh, had a great conversation with, uh, with my mom. Um, she's had many health problems and, and has suffered through those and endured a uh, hundred times 
the, the pain that I was experiencing. And that's what God revealed to me is that uh, I needed to have some understanding. That's where he took me. After the obedience of forgiving her, I received so many blessings that week. I had my kids pray over me, had them speak into me in a way that uh, was provided by my wife. Um, she set up this surprise that uh, impacted me in a way that uh, I want <coughs> kids who, teenagers and, and elementary kids, I want you to hear this. I want you to scoot closer to the screen and hear me say this. You have an unbelievable power inside of you to speak over your parents, to tell them who they are, to explain to them what they've done in your life, how they've led you to church, how they've made you the person that you are, and how they have been created to make this world a better place. Kids, teenagers, this is a word from God to you to be obedient, to take a moment this next week, pull your mom, pull your dad aside and tell them what God asks you to tell them, to speak over them, to bless them, to pray over them. And let's kick Satan's butt because that's exactly what he doesn't want. He wants to deceive you and trick you and to think that, to get you to think that uh, your words don't matter. Uh, there's nothing more powerful than a son or a daughter blessing their father and their mother. And God expresses this many, many times throughout his word. Look into his promises. God, it's our responsibilities as, as a believer to bless our father. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need us to bless him, but the joy that he gains from us speaking over him and saying thank you and, and obeying his, his word, guys, it, it's unbelievable. It is a, a, an opportunity to receive his blessing. And I encourage you today, uh, be obedient and see what the blessing is on the other side of that obedience. Thank you, church, for allowing me the opportunity to speak to you. Uh, through the video platform. I uh, want to be there live, but uh, chances are uh, I'm going to be having back surgery at this time. So uh, recovering from that and knowing that uh, there's someone out there that needed to hear this message and needed to hear uh, what it is that God placed on my heart. Thank you. Here today with this family. That is covenant. That's generational. That's when something, you know, bad goes wrong. It's like I turn to you, Lord. What are you saying? And out of that comes reconciliation with his mom, blessing from his kids. And how many of you know they learn that by example? Moms and dads, as you prophesy and bless your kids, you'll get to reap it one day. And so let us be a part of covenant of generational things because this is the way God designed it. You'll have surgery in a couple weeks, and we're just agreeing in Jesus' name. That back's gonna be healed, and you're not gonna have this problem ever again. Amen, church? Amen. We love you guys. We bless you guys. Well, I wanna close out today by just reenacting something out of Nehemiah. You can read this in Nehemiah 12. So they went from the ruins and the rubble 
God restored his covenant with his people, and so there was time to now celebrate. They had been without the word. They had been without being able to praise God. So here's what Nehemiah and Ezra and them do. They marched the families up on the walls. That which was once rubble is now a wall fortified to keep out the enemy, and now they're gonna let their praise get on. They're gonna let their pep rally get on. They're gonna declare the word together. And so you just have all this this celebration fixing to happen. And what better way for us on this family series than to have our own celebration? I wanna show you in Psalm 24, verse seven through 10, I think this will be up here, but this is an image of what it might have looked like on that day when they were on that wall. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift, be lifted up, you ancient doors. That sound familiar? They would have just built those gates up. They would have just re, reinstated those doors. What? That the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord almighty. He is the king of glory. Can you imagine what it must have been like that day. They were once being disgraced. They were once being overran. And now here they are by families underneath God's covenant. And they're just letting everybody know, let me tell you what my God can do. Let me tell you what my God has done. Any families out here testify? Let me tell you what God can do if you just trust him. Amen because he's good and faithful. The first service did this with us, so I know you guys can do this too. So we're gonna have our own little pep rally, and here's what's gonna be cool, is we're gonna have one of our first responders uh, by video blow the shofar today. Caleb couldn't be here, but I got a video of him blowing the shofar in the fire station. Are we thankful for our first responders, amen? All the ones in the medical field right now, especially in light of everything going on, we continue to pray, bless them, thank them. But what we're gonna do, I'm gonna walk us through this. We're gonna stand up and we're gonna get ready to do our little pep rally. But one of our, I think they're tuning in live stream, they're gonna start the pep rally by the video of him blowing the shofar. So I want us to stand up. We'll get to the shofar in just a moment. I want the south side, so kind of right here is our middle, all right? South side, y'all face, face the north side. North side, you turn and face the south side. The words will be on the screen. And so this side, you guys are just gonna say, who is this king of glory, all right? So let's practice on three, one, two, three. Who is this king of glory? Good job, all right? And then you guys are gonna echo the Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory, all right? So ready? One, two, three. The Lord Almighty, he is the king of glory, all right? You got that? The words are there. Hey, y'all, we can get loud. We can bless the Lord. We can praise his name. Let's unite with what God instituted here, and let's have a party and celebrate God's covenant, amen? So we'll do that three times after Caleb blows the shofar for us. So I'm gonna let them set that up for us. And man, we appreciate you guys tuning in, all our live stream people. Come on, come on. That's the sound of victory, isn't it? Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, first responders, all those gathered. So here we go. We're gonna do it three times back and forth. You guys get us started. Ready? One, two, three. Who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty, he's the king of glory. Come on, who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty, he's the king of glory. One more time. Can we celebrate, come on, right here, the covenant? 
of God in this place. He is faithful, y'all. And I pray that our homes will be filled with this praise. I'm gonna ask the, uh, the worship team to come out. We're gonna have some ministry couples, three in front. We'll have a couple in the back. And all we're doing in these ministry times, we're just saying, we are celebrating God's covenant. And if you just need some encouragement, if you need to say yes to Jesus today, like one of our students did in that first service, you come to one of these couples because it begins eternity as a son and daughter of God, amen? And so these guys are fixing to play. Ministry teams, you guys come. I want us just to bow our head and close our eyes just as we pray into this time because here's the image I want you to see. I said it earlier in the service, but there's a day where the Son of God's gonna hear the trumpet blast, that shofar blast, and he's gonna hear his father say, son, it's time to go get your children. And guess what the word says? He's coming through the east gate. He's gonna step through and step down. He's gonna bring his kingdom with him. It's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and our reality of victory for all time will once and for all be set into to motion as it's fulfilled through Jesus. And so today, until that day comes, you can sound the trumpet today. You can respond to the invitation of God today. Come, son. Come, daughter. Say yes to me. Come, family. Let us just agree with God's heart, his design over you as we just bless the Lord and trust because his covenant is always worth celebrating. God, we love you. Thank you for your yes. We say yes too in Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.